was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. Hi. Lil Baron. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I'm doing good. Good. So, Lil. Yes. One thing that we should all <laughs> really be paying attention to is our cardiovascular health. Oh, yes. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah, of course, right? Yeah. Uh, that seems like it's a given. But as we get older, we should really start to kind of focus in and, and take any concerns that we may have about our heart more seriously, right? right? Mm -hmm. So thankfully, there's plenty of ways to know if we're at higher risk for heart problems, such as a heart attack or stroke, as well as some simple methods to reduce your risk of a cardiovascular event. The information I want to share today is according to an article written by Richard Evans in Best Life. And he says, this, this is interesting okay. and not necessarily like the kind of news you want to hear, oh, right? Great. But according to a new study, women in, uh, in particular, they, really? they say, <laughs> should pay attention to one condition that researchers now believe could be a serious sign of impending heart trouble. Uh, you ready for this? I'm not. <laughs> not. Uh, it, it, here it is. I mean, okay. it, is what it is what it is. Right? It is what it Wh is. Women who get hot flashes and night sweats are 70% more likely to suffer from a heart disease. Really? 70%. Wow. So I, I don't think that they've necessarily found that it's a causation, but there is a correlation there, right? Huh. So the research published in June in the American Journal of Obstet Obstetrics and Gynecology found a significant link between hot flashes and cardiovascular disease. Hot flashes and night sweats have long been suspected to have an association with heart disease. And researchers from the University of Queensland have now determined that women who experience those hot flashes after menopause are 70% more likely to experience cardiovascular events, things like heart attacks, angina, or strokes. Wow. So... I'm always cold, so I'll quit this? wishing for them. So. You had been wishing for them. I, I had, now you're I stopped. You're always walking around with a, right. a comforter and a sweater, right? Yes. So uh, they, they say, until now, they say it's been unclear if these symptoms were associated with cardiovascular disease, but, but now we know it to be true. That's according to the study author, who is Dr. Gongshan Zhu. Uh, while the risk is much higher for women who experience these symptoms after menopause, they say that hot flashes before menopause can also indicate future heart problems. According to that same study, premenopausal symptoms increase a woman's, ch a woman's chance of heart attack or stroke by 40%. Wow. So, I don't know. Like, wow. it's, it's, like I said, it's not the kind of news necessarily that you're, wow. you're hoping to hear, but um, it's important to note that the study found that risk was proportional to the severity of these symptoms, not how often they occurred. So, in, in other words, if you have just really, really, you know, heavy hot flashes, um, they found that that's a higher risk for heart disease. Not necessarily if you have them, like little <laughs> mini ones all the time. Yeah. Um, it's it's the big, heavy ones. Great, that, I'm getting hot right now. You starting to feel? You <laughs> yes. starting to feel the? Starting to feel the heat? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. I know. Um, they they did find that women with with severe hot flashes or night sweats were more than twice as likely to experience a non-fatal, non thankfully, but uh, some kind of a cardiovascular event compared with women who had no symptoms wow. at all. 
So yeah. again, I, I don't I don't think that they found that that's that it's the, the cause, cause per se, right. but there's definitely a strong correlation. Wow. The result of this study could prove a useful tool for doctors, they say, particularly those treating women going through menopause. Patients who report serious hot flashes and night sweats could be more closely monitored for potential heart problems thereby reducing the risk of a heart attack or a stroke down the line. And wow. that's really what it's about. It's absolutely. If, if you know what the risk factors are, absolutely. then you can start watching for it. Right. You know, not necessarily knowing the risk factors, eliminating the risk. That's, right. not, that's not the case. But knowing what they are, it gives you at least a, a shot at watching for things. <laughs> and as, you know, as, especially as we age and whatever, right, right. Uh, those things are happening. You got to keep your eye on it. Next and, week, can we talk about men things? <laughs> That's, that's only fair, right? Right. We'll talk about prostate health. <laughs> that's right. Next week, right? Well, anyway, keep your eye on it. Right? I will. For, for those that are out there listening. And uh, I'll keep stop your, wishing. Keep your eye, and stop wishing for those hot flashes. <laughs> well, today's guest is Ernest Kinocho, uh, who is an exercise therapist from Southern California originally. He graduated with a bachelor's in exercise science from Dixie State University. Oh. In addition, he is a fall-proof certified and health and wellness activist. He has a beautiful family with a couple of kids and one on the way. Oh. And we're excited to have you. Welcome, Ernest. Very nice. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. So a uh, little baby on the way. Congratulations. Yes. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. When is the exciting day? Uh, right now we're set for May 3rd. Okay. So we've uh, our, with our other two, we've always had them about a week early. So okay. uh, could possibly be end of April. So oh, you're, wow. you're gearing up for it. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. So Ernest, today I wanted to talk to you uh, uh, really about your areas of expertise. Um, You said in your bio that you're fall proof certified. We're in the middle of fall, right? (laughs) It's it's fall time. Let's take a second and talk about, first of all, what does fall proof certified mean? And then let's get into, you know, how can we avoid having some of these, uh, these falls in our lives? So what does it mean to be fall proof certified? Fallproof certified. Uh, it's basically a certification that um, uh, first off allows me to um, teach classes here at the Livewell Center, um, but classes in general to basically help um, you know the senior adults um, prevent uh, uh, an accident or a fall. And so we teach classes based on um, three senses. Um, there's visual, somatosensory, and vestibular, and that's basically those three senses that you use to. Um, keep balance, um, and anytime you have a loss of balance, you, you, you've lost one of those senses. And so we basically help pe- uh, people come into our center and help restore those, um, those balance senses, um, basically help them to feel them again. Sometimes you lose those, those, um, those senses. So you just got to help people remember <laughs> how to feel those again. Yeah. And so we, we hold classes to, to help them with those things. So, so let's get into the vocabulary just a little bit. I, visual, I know what that one is. Yeah. That's, that's the way you that's using your yeah. eyes. Uh, you said the other two, and I, I don't know that I caught them. What, uh, yeah. what are the other two senses, and what do they mean? Yeah, so somatosensory, that will be uh, the feelings in the bottom of, of your feet. You okay. can feel pressure changes, things like that. That's how you, right, if you, feel, if you feel that you're on your heels, you'll feel that pressure. You know you're going backwards. Yeah the pressure you know in each direction of your feet you know that you're leaning to one side or the other uh interestingly enough some people lose those senses some people have neuropathy where they can't feel those feelings in the bottoms of their feet so if they're going down they have no idea right they don't they don't know because those senses aren't there anymore 
Um, and so that, that's what one sense that we use. And you usually use that if you're in the middle, uh, it's the middle of the night, you're getting up to use the restroom. You don't have the visual cueing of seeing things, right? It's kind of dark. So you got to use your somatosensory or the bottoms of your feet to kind of feel around of where you're going. Um, and so, um, so yeah, that's somatosensory. Then the last one is, or the third one is vestibular. And so that one is when you manipulate or you remove both your vision and somatosensory, which in our classes, what we do is we put you on a compliant surface, you know, something squishy. So you can't really get that feedback in the bottom of your feet. Now you're using basically your uh, proprioceptors or knowing where your body is in space, right? So if I have you close your eyes and put your arm out to the right, you can't see your arms out there, but you know, you can feel that. Yeah, that's where my arm is. Again, if somatosensory and vision is removed and people are fa falling, um, a lot of times they don't, they can't feel that their body's falling as well because they're, that, that has to do with the inner ear. So there's, yeah, those, all those aspects of, a balance and we basically help people feel those again um, bring them in do different things different exercises to to activate those again if that makes sense yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely and uh, you know especially especially as we age and and we were just talking about that with with heart issues but um, but man as we age falling becomes a real issue yeah because uh, unfortunately so there are so many falls in the United States in, in the aging population. And a lot of times we're seeing that they're not bouncing back or there are, mm -hmm. you know, additional complications that, that lead to everything from, you know, a limp all the way up to not living anymore, right. you know? So falling is a, is a big deal and being able to understand the mechanics of what goes into a fall and then how to, you know, understand and then reverse and, and, um, you know, avoid some of those things is obviously very important. Obviously, you know, Ernest, we're on the radio. It's, it's hard to show these things, but what are some things that our listeners could do uh, either for themselves or for someone that they're caring for and an aged parent, an, an aging parent or somebody like that? What are some things that people can do to, to make sure that we're kind of mitigating some of the risk of, uh, of falling? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and, it, it might be a little different because we're in a center that has equipment and things like that. Um, but in a home setting, um, well, first off, you want to kind of, it's, it's similar to when you're baby proofing your home, but kind of adult proofing as well, you know? Yeah. Making sure that uh, there are things, uh, you know, that there's no clutter um, in the walkways at home and um, making sure there's handrails where there needs to be. Um, if, if the adult is a little frail, um, but in the same sense, if, if you're wanting to not only prevent, but also help to build those senses, um, for your older adult in the home, um, one thing that you can do is, you know, different activities. Uh, one thing we do in, in our center is we have people, you know, stand on one leg in a corner where they have, you know, a wall on each side. Board on both sides. But, just in case. but yeah. But, you know, reduce your, your, reduce your base of support, bringing your feet closer together and standing still for 30 seconds um, or, or, you know, one foot, in front, one foot in front of the other, like you're walking the line if you were doing a, sure. uh, a, <laughs> a sobriety DUI test, a <laughs> DUI test, um, you know, and, and obviously making sure that it's in a, a safe spot uh, for the person next to a wall, of course, or 
next to a handrail. Uh, but those are the, just little activities that someone can do. Those are kind of the basics that we do here. Um, but yeah, definitely preventing any accident by removing things within the home that could cause a, a, a loss of balance. We like to say loss of balance, by the way. Uh, fall is actually a swear word a in our idea. center. <laughs> it's a swear word. So we call it loss of balance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just doing what you can to prevent it by, you know, the environment. But then also there are some little practices that you can do, you know, within the home if it's safe. Yeah, absolutely. So I've, I've read several things on falls just, uh, you know, as, as on uh, loss of balance. On loss of balance, excuse me. <laughs> on loss of balance. Uh, just, you know, and, and you've you hit right on, you know, most of the things that I've, I've, I've found in my research. Uh, but, but I don't think you can overstate that idea of just making sure that you, you pick things up, you know, that you right. don't have shoes in the middle of the hallway and throw rugs are, you know, taped down or, or secure against the floor somehow. Um, another thing that they say, and, and I know you'll, you'll probably, um, you know, validate this, but having a nightlight in a hallway or in a restroom where, you know, those areas tend to be dark at night or whatever, having a little bit of light goes a long ways to help out. And uh, so those are, those are simple, basic things that all of us can do. And and there's no reason to not start doing those as you're younger as well. You know, none of us want to lose our balance (laughs) and end up on the floor. You know, we all want to make sure that we're uh, covering all of our bases there. Um, and then I like the exercises that you mentioned as well. And, and I just want to emphasize maybe one or two points that you made. One is, um, you know, do the exercises, like just, just make it a point and do them, but make sure that you're doing them safely. So you right. want to have a, a little chair or something nearby that you can hold on to. Or I like your idea of doing it in the corner. I'd never thought yeah. about it or heard that, but that definitely gives you some extra support. Um, I'm wondering if there are things that, you know, maybe, maybe you're not necessarily at high risk, but you're wanting to just make sure that you don't ever get to that high risk uh, as far as losing your balance. What, what are some things, maybe, maybe in a little more advanced things that people could do uh, just, to, just to make sure that they keep that balance sharp and, and uh, not wait until it's too late, then they have to kind of dig out of a hole? Yeah, um, I think some other things other than practicing actual balance um, would also be to to live a healthier life as far as, you know, eating correctly, um, you know, making sure that you're, you're working out. It doesn't have to be a hit workout or P90X, but, you know, something that you're doing on a daily basis um, to, to stay fit, uh, whether that's walking, biking, um, just something that you can do. I think the recommendation's always been 30 minutes of something. Um, and so, yeah, other than, other than, actually practicing balance, uh, some things that do come into play is the way that you live your lifestyle as well. So just, just taking care of your body, what's going in it and uh, what's around it as well. Um, I think those will play a major factor in, in, in balance and maintaining that good balance as well. Yeah, great, great advice. We talk a lot about functional fitness mm-hmm. and uh, it feels to me like that idea of protecting your balance fits really well into that. You know, if, you, if you're able to do the things that you want to do in your life, if you can pick up groceries from the back seat of the car, if you can, you know, pick up your, your grandchild, if you can walk upstairs, if you can stand up from a chair, if you can, you know, and, and practicing all those things continually, uh, and then the exercises that allow you to do all those things, you know, core exercises and, uh, you know, it just, it just feels like that's going to contribute to, 
um, not only better balance, which is the end result of the exercises, mm-hmm. but a higher quality of life where, you know, you're just able to do the things that you want right. to do. You just, you're just able to get out there yeah. and do what you want to do. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So, so you obviously, um, you work at the Live Well Center and that's a resource that's available here locally. Uh, our, our listeners are from all over the United States. They may not have uh, a Live Well Center nearby, although they may. Um, but I, I like how you've, you know, kind of stressed some things that you can do outside of a specific center that you can do right. at home. Anybody could do these balance exercises and, and just like what you said, just living a good, healthy life. Uh, you know, those are, those are important things. Um, in addition to the, 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 the balance and the maintenance and, and those kinds of things, you've also trained athletes in the past. And uh, now you kind of have an opportunity to work with some senior athletes I'm wondering if you find that there's a lot of correlation or if there's a big difference between training, say, a, a college age, um, you know, sprinter versus a senior athlete who wants to play a little pickleball on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Uh, I would say that there's um, kind of, there's, a, I mean, obviously a difference in abilities, um, but not a difference in and, and what I'm doing as far as I'm helping someone. So, yeah, when I first, uh, so I played football here at Dixie State, um, and that's what I wanted to be around, um, just going all through high school, college, when I thought about what I wanted to do, uh, being around sports, that's what my main thing was. I was like, I got to get around the sport somehow. <laughs> um, and I ended up, yeah, I ended up training athletes, um, you know, younger kids from ages of eight all the way to, you know, in their 20s. And, um, you know, I was loving, actually loving what I was doing. Um, and then I just made it, there was a transition that happened in my life. And, and I found myself um, with senior adults. And there were a few senior adults that I helped that were training for the senior games. Um, they would come up, you know, Acceleration has a high profile um, treadmill that they would, they would run on. We did have some pickleball players as well. So I had a little I've bit of a taste. I've, of, I've seen that treadmill. Have you okay? Have you ever tried to run on it? It looks like it could be a beast. <laughs> it is. It is the beast. Uh, we have. It's funny. We have shirts that say "I I survived" uh, because it's it is a beast. You're right. It is. Yeah. Uh, it goes up to I think 28 miles per hour um, and inclines up to 40 percent grade. So it's a it's pretty high profile, high tech, and um, so yeah. So I had I had some seniors come in and I had a little bit of taste of that. I mean. You know, you're not seeing them run 20 miles per hour on a, on a treadmill. They they definitely didn't have the abilities that the, the uh, younger athletes had. Um, but I still saw the need of, man, these, these are people that still want to stay active. They, this lady that I was training, she was, I think she was doing a marathon. And it was just incredible what she could do at her age. Um, and so, anyways, that was kind of my taste of it. And then... Um, some months went by, some things happened where I um, found myself now at the Livewell Center training senior adults. And the one thing that came to mind, even though it wasn't in my mind, I'm like, okay, they're not playing sports or not playing, you know, um, collegiate or high school or competitive, some of them. Bocce ball is one of the, fav- the big ones here. So, um, but anyways, what I came to realization is there is more of a need of these people to just live life. Um, you know, we're, we're helping athletes train to, to compete. And over here where I'm at now, we're, we're just trying to help people live, live healthier. And actually, like you mentioned, 
pick up some groceries, pick up a grandchild, stand up out of a chair. I mean, you just kind of take those things for granted. And to see that these people are now, that people I work with now just want those basic parts of life back into, you know, to everyday living for them. Um, it just hits a different chord. I mean, you, 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 your fun was playing ball, training athletes, but now you just see the, the other side of it. And so for me, yeah, it's, I, I see a great need more so here. It, it might not be as exciting, but to see people, you know, get rid of their cane or be, be able to get up off the floor for the first time. Um, and, you know, since I'm still brand new, most of these people, they're telling me their stories that I'm trying to imagine. You used to be in a wheelchair? Yeah, I used to be in a wheelchair. Now look at me, I'm, I'm, I'm walking on my own. Yeah. And so these stories, even though I didn't get to see the beginning, you know, chapter one, you know, I'm on chapter 20 with some of these people. And it's just amazing to hear their stories and to, to hear their victories of what they've been able to do here um, in our center. I, I love what you said, that word victory, yeah. you know. And, uh, and of course, you're going to see the whole gamut. You're going to see the people who, you know, like I said before, maybe are, are a little bit of digging themselves out of a, of a hole that they're in. Um, but every little step forward is a step forward. Uh, every little little victory allows them to, to have that much more freedom, right. the ability to, to get out and live the life that they want. And then, of course, you mentioned as well that you're, you're also training senior athletes who, who you know, age is just a number to those people. You know, they still want to run the fast 100 meter right. dash and they still want to swim across that pool as fast as they possibly can and, and run those triathlons and marathons and things like that. And, and so we get to see, you know, a lot of that end of the spectrum right. here at the world senior games as people come from all around the world uh, to this event and, and showcase the, the things that they've been working on. The thing that I love about what you're doing there and what we're doing here is just the, the emphasis that it's never too late to do something great for yourself, whatever that means to you, you know, and, right. and you said, like you said, maybe that means getting up from a chair by yourself, which is something you hadn't been able to do. Or maybe that means like we did, like we talked about with Brad Barton a few weeks yeah. ago, running the fastest mile yeah. on planet earth for people over the age of 50, which incidentally was like four <laughs> minutes and 19 seconds. Yeah. Wow. A 50 year old guy running a four, uh, four minute and 19 second mile, you know, um, regardless, wow. there's those little victories and your ability to celebrate those as they come. Uh, and, um, you know, just enjoy life in the way that you best enjoy it. And, and it, it seems like, you know, we both get an opportunity to kind of see some of those things along the way. Yeah. 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 I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I, uh, haven't really watched too many of the senior games. Um, but, but and I didn't really, one since you've been here, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, uh, just hearing about it, um, yeah, that's cool. That's cool that they kind of have their, uh, it's basically like their own little Olympics, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, um, my dad was, telling me, I actually had an aunt that came from Arizona, uh, play softball here, nice. um, in one of them. And so, um, Hey, if that brings her joy and she's able to do that, that's pretty cool to, to see her and others in her age group, you know, cool. still have fun and, and still play a sport that, they used to love back in the day. So it means yeah. something to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ernest, thank you. Thanks for your work over there yes. and all that you. Thanks for your great advice, especially on the balance aspect of things. That's so important. Um, that's all the time that we've got to visit with you, but we're, we're grateful that we had the chance and hopefully we'll be able to have you back yeah. sometime and we can continue to delve into this, uh, this balance and, and just uh, functional fitness and, and living your best life. Sure. Thank you, Kyle. I really appreciate you having me.
have, have a great day. All right. So Lil. Yes. All good advice. Very good, good stuff. Advice. Hey, just as we're wrapping up here, let me throw mm -hmm. a couple of reminders out there for people. I, I want to remind people to go ahead and visit the 50over50.com. Yes. We've been talking about this the last few weeks on the show, but just tons of fun stuff there. Uh, there you find the list of the fittest 50 mm -hmm. over 50, some of the most amazing and inspirational athletes really on earth. Oh, really? Just incredible stuff. In addition, you can still vote yes. for the rocking us <laughs> 50 over 50. We're down to the final two. Yes, we are. Who are the two that are left? Bon Jovi. And Billy Joel. John Bon Jovi and <laughs> Billy Joel. Two of the best, really. Two of the best. They're going head to head. So head over to the50over50.com to vote for them. And then, of course, we're still looking for change makers in mm -hmm. the world, people who've made a difference in their community and your family. Maybe it's a teacher, maybe it's a first responder, um, someone who made a difference in your life over the age of 50. Yep. We want to hear about them. You can make your nominations right there on, once again, the50over50.com. The, the 50s are numbers, yes. so the50over50.com. Yep. We also want to encourage you to hit up thisisyourepic.com yes. to register and learn more about the epic virtual events. Lots of great stuff going yep. on there. We're just starting the brand new Amazon Rainforest yes. Challenge there. So check that out. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And you can find this as well as other um, previous shows right on our website at seniorgames.net. Today's inspirational thought comes from the great Nelson Mandela. And he says, "It's always it always seems impossible until it's done. Mm. Until next Thursday, stay active.